10 characters who won't transition well into Street Fighter 6's hyper-realistic art style, and Catalyst's top 6 Street Fighter 5 players of all time on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talking Block. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hey, everybody! Um, thank you for uh, for checking out the uh, the Event Hub's Talking Block discussion. We don't say podcast. Uh, podcast. Really nice to see you. Um, I we're we're closing in on eight thousand subscribers. So first of all, thank you guys so much for for those of you that subscribed. Um, there is a huge discrepancy between the amount of people that have subbed versus that that check this out, guys. Please, uh, you it would be awesome if you could subscribe. Um, we are uh, I, you know how you get those cool like plaques, the YouTube plaques for like certain benchmarks of subscribers. We got our first one. Really? Um, I haven't shared this with John yet, but we got the uh, the cardboard tier. Uh, YouTube oh, plaque. that is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Hey. So, yeah. All right. Well, I was, uh, I'm going to so, hang this up on the wall yep. uh, with a thumbtack. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, but I, okay. So we did How this. How many subscribers did we have to hit to get that? Uh, you have to, uh, it's right on there. It's, you have to have subscribers. Oh, boom. Subscribers. All yeah. right. So. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, you, everybody. Uh, so the first thing that we're going to talk about today um, is 10 characters Street Fighter Six's hyper-realistic graphic style won't work with. And I'm immediately going to say, of course, this is subjective. And of course, we only have a little bit of the of the uh, example. And surely we don't even know if what we saw in the 38-second teaser is what will manifest in the finished product. But the internet loves to talk about this kind of stuff. Graphics are very important, especially in this day and age, and especially to Street Fighter. So before we get into it, I want to ask everybody, I, I don't want to bias you. I want to hear before you hear what we have to say. Could you go into the comments and uh, you, let, you let us know if you think there are any characters that you think won't translate very well into Street Fighter 6's uh, RE engine uh, life, or, uh, um, art style. Um, and then I'll turn it over to you, John. What do you think about this before we dive into it? Yeah, you know, I've got a few characters in mind already that I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to show up, but I get right into it, man. I'm, I'm very mm -hmm. curious. All right. So uh, a couple of things to just consider really quickly. Um, would an in real life version of, a, uh, of the character have to be a strong departure from who the character is? It's like, it's not that you couldn't make any of these characters like kind of, you know, a, a more realistic version, um, but really, could you can could you maintain what the character is with all of their perhaps exaggerated features, and would it still be the same character, or would it be like a, a really a big departure from it? Would you have to sacrifice important visual attributes to make it work well? And um, and then another thing to consider is does it immediately turn into nightmare fuel horror mode? Because if that's the case, <laughs> yeah. I would argue that doesn't really fit with Street Fighter's sort of atmosphere. And that's another reason maybe a character wouldn't fit. Okay. We're and not then, going Mortal um, Kombat 9 here is what you're saying, John. You're right. Saying, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> and, and, and I think a lot of people would have a problem. Like maybe if Capcom really wanted to go dark, but then you put Darkstalkers instead. So it really isn't Street Fighter. But let's, let's get into it here. The first character I have on my list is uh, the American hero, Guile. Mm. Now, um, before I get into it, what's your reaction? I want to know what your reaction is to, to Guile. Human beings without eyebrows kind of look a little bit okay, weird. That's weird. Yeah. And so and, and that happens. Like the, that yeah. happens, by the way. Like, yeah. like and, and then so it's a real life thing for sure. But 
We're talking about would this be something that would, you know, work with the style and, and, and add to the experience or would it be distracting and odd and, and, you know, and so, yeah, I'm sorry, but no eyebrows is going to be something. And like when you make that look super realistic, that's the thing. But go on, you were saying. No, I, it's just, and then there's like the flat top and other stuff. There's a few things that just maybe don't translate super well. And, uh, yeah, it, it, those are the two things that jump out at me. Yeah. And like, you can see there's so such thing as a good guile, go, uh, cosplay for sure. But any of them that like really try to do justice to the character and you gotta have that weird pyramid like head or hair and th that looks like it's so gelled that it's just plastic. You know, and the, like you can't do that accurately and make it look like a normal, like another way I, I think of like mohawks and such, like in real life, right? And you might see a mohawk every, every so often and like a real one with, you know, the shaved head and everything. And maybe it's really big and, you know, some crazy bright color and, and you go, oh, well, that's something <clears throat> that to me is still easier to process uh, as, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, someone's hair. And then like how quickly you get there versus if someone was wearing Guile's hair and it was true to who Guile was so I mean you could turn him into the Jean-Claude Van Damme version of uh, you know in, in the Street Fighter movie but then I think you're really going away from the character and I don't think that counts so I am uh, I am looking forward to see because he's he's a pretty likely character to be in this game how they handle Guile's visuals and what they do so yeah mm -hmm. next one up on the list number uh, nine would be Abigail Mm. Abigail is just wow. massive. And so uh, he, the character is eight feet tall, I believe, which, I mean, sure, there have been a, a few people that are eight feet tall in history, perhaps, especially if you count the biblical figures and such. But, man, that's going to be kind of really difficult to make uh, look good in a realistic you know, light, especially when you consider Abigail's proportions, man. You look at I, his muscles I... here. He, he even looks bad in the cartoon form. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, and, he is and, not a pretty dude. So I will just, it, it's like, uh, I, I, I'm having some nightmare fuel stuff go on right now in my head. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to sleep that well tomorrow, John, <laughs> it, with that image in my head. Thank you for that, by the way. So, oh, we're going to, we have a couple more. I had not put <laughs> Abigail forward as nightmare fuel, but now that you mention it, I think he yeah. does get a tick in the nightmare fuel box, uh, especially fuel, diesel fuel, diesel nightmare. Um, so his muscles are ridiculous. He reminds me of, uh, you remember the power thirst meme commercial thing that that was from years ago when i was in high school well there's a guy in there that's like a ridiculous bodybuilder i don't know if it was photoshopped or not but this guy and i'll put him on the screen reminds me of abigail and uh if you look at abigail's head <clears throat> excuse me his head his arms look like the car like the muscles inside are like uh, there's a car in there you know or two it's like it's ridiculous and you look at his head how many times could you fit his head into one of his arms you know and like it looks okay in cartoon anime street fighter form. Sure. But uh, it, it, I think it kind of falls apart when you try to make that realistic. That's going to be scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I say Abigail number nine, number eight is, uh, is Dalsam, another very common mm. character. One of the OGs. Now, uh, Dalsam, man, he's, he, he look again, cartoon anime, just fine. But I imagine him in, uh, I mean, think about him in Resident Evil 7. He fits right in, right? Going around the, the Baker mansion and, and Dalsam's just floating by, uh, you know, super kind of decrepit, just skin, bone, and some muscle that you can see through his through his skin 
white eyes and then you got those those skulls which don't take away from you can a regular realistic looking human can have skulls but i'm just saying dalsim immediately becomes nightmare fuel when you yeah. go into hyper realism mode and a big part of it is the uh, the eyes um but then the fact that he's then stretching like the way that he does uh and I think it's even worse if you put the beard. You might have some people losing their lunch if you get too close to, to realistic on, on Dawson because, he, again, he's, he's stretching his limbs in a realistic way. For human beings, that, that starts to look really painful really fast. He's so mm -hmm. skeletal. You can kind of see everything moving that you probably don't want to see. Oh, and, I didn't and, even oh, think of that. Yeah. Yes, you're right, though. <laughs> Extra Dawson now. Mm, yeah, that's a... That's disgusting. Yeah. All right. So we go from one extreme to the other. Number, uh, what are we on? 10, 9, 8, 7 is Rufus. Uh, Rufus, he's he's really big. And uh, again, going to Resident Evil, which is made in the RE engine, which also does not stand for Resident Evil engine. It's uh, Reach for the Moon engine. Um, anyways, I, if you've played Resident Evil 8, you know the uh, the Duke and I liken Rufus to looking somewhat like the Duke, uh, who's just he's morbidly obese, right? And and then you imagine, okay, fair enough. People can look like that in real life. Um, I would say it, it can be a bit jarring. But then when you consider Rufus doing a messiah kick, in it's like, how are you going to... I can't see that being animated in any way that doesn't come across as kind of funny or gross. But it, it's it's... I don't see Rufus translating outside of his cartoon look. And I think, I mean, as, as you know, kind of off-putting as they've made him already anyway for the game, I do think his design in like Street Fighter uh, 4 and Cross Tekken looks really good. Um, it's just keep it in the cartoon world. Yeah, he's got a happy trail going on, which is going to be kind of an interesting uh, thing. I don't know if you can pull it off realistically. You'd probably have to shave him. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you are you are with the alley oops for me here. You know the assists that you're you're picking up all the little bits that I missed here. That's that's really good. Um, okay, okay, number six here is John. Those are assists I'd rather not bring up, but I have no choice here. This is yeah. what go this is where my head goes. It's Thank you for the happy trail assists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the uh, the capillaries and such. Uh, Hakan is our next character on the list uh, it's not just because he's bright red you might be able to pull that off um and and still make it look good but his 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 hair man like it, at first i thought it was a helmet or that's what people have said but you look at it's connected to his facial hair and um and then he's got these you know white hollow eyes and he's he's supposed to just be a human but he looks vastly different than anyone else, including his very beautiful wife. And I just, I, I try to imagine what real life Hakan would look like. And I mean, if you accept that he could look like a, a vividly real cartoon character, then fine. But I don't think that's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to look like people that you might actually encounter or, or people that are, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It, it, it does not compute with Hakan. So yeah, that hair is going to be, uh, um, a real beast to kind of like make look acceptable on any way. What is it? Form. Like it's like, it, what is the thing? Is it, is it rubber? Is it uh, hair? Is I think you'd have to shave them. Like that's the only way you could do it. Like you, that's your solution for the last two in a yeah. row now is you got to shave. <laughs> it's uh shaving is about the only way to fix that Hakan is Hakan's era. But if, I so. feel like if you cut that blood's going to come out, but then it's mortal combat. Huh? Um, next one on the list here. Number five is birdie. 
And uh, this is not so, I mean, maybe some of the stuff that we said about Rufus would also translate to Birdie, sure. But um, if you even go back to his his original design, or not his original, his original in SF1 is just kind of like a tanky looking white. He's like completely white in SF1. But then in, in the Alpha series, he, he was is sick, like- John. That's his excuse. That's the canon right. excuse. He, he's a white guy that turns into a black guy and he says, I was pale because I was sick. That is literally the in-game canon excuse for why Birdie is white in Street Fighter 1. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Happens. Um, yeah. He he does transform. Like, well, I, I am kind of excited because if they follow the theme, Birdie transforms like his weight and his, you know, skin color. And, and what will they do next? Something crazy. Maybe they'll turn his hair from cheese into some other kind of food. But anyways, his uh, alpha design is not all that realistic either. He's extremely top heavy. You know, he has like a very big, you know, uh, chest and shoulders and such. And then he gets like really narrow waisted. Um, this is really highlighted in the Street Fighter V nostalgia costume. I think it's the most pr well pronounced there. But even in Alpha and such, you can see in the example, uh, this character is like a weird C shape and, and gets thin at, at odd places. And I don't see that translating into real life very well. Yeah, it's his mohawk has a giant hole cut in it in yeah. in like making that look good and realistic graphics is going to be super hard to do like that alone right there is just going to like the suspension of disbelief you kind of need to you know get into i i think is going to obliterate blur uh birdie as a, a hyper realistic character yeah because yeah that's it is it is odd it wouldn't and technically that that hole doesn't make sense the the yeah, it doesn't hair make above it yeah yeah and it, it has to be solid to like, glue yeah. it in there or something like that even then i don't know if that would work it so would have to be a literal like yeah. piece of giant cheese or something yeah you're right <laughs> good assist once again we're on a roll here uh speaking of on a roll blanc nope just kidding it's not blanca it's necro <clears throat> necro from street fighter 3 he is very similar to dalsam a lot of the things i said about dalsam apply to necro he is he looks like he's made of rubber though he doesn't look like he's got the same insides as a normal like human like dalsam he mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know, but he. Uh... Yeah, I think I think Necro's in like the twelve line of uh, characters where um, I think he's like one of the the prototype characters. So he's he's weird. He's more uh, elastic or whatever, mm -hmm. um, as you were mentioning. But yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then like you know, blank yellow lights for eyes. Uh, this would be, he looks like Voldo from, um, Soul Calibur, who's like all often regarded as like one of the, if not creepiest characters in fighting games. And so, uh, Necro animated in real life. I mean, it could look cool, but will it look good for street fighter and, and will it capture, you know, street fighters? Will it, will it, will it be faithful enough to street fighters style? And I know that they're already going on a big departure. So like, what does faithful mean? You could argue about that, but there's a line and if if capcom doesn't cross it or if capcom crosses it or does so not so gracefully it's going to be a pretty big issue for a lot of fans so um did you have any more on Necro? yeah it's kind of an uncanny valley of a situation where like human beings are going to look at some of these designs and if they're too realistic they're just going to kind of get the heebie-jeebies from it and necro definitely falls into that category uh he's he's just kind of a weird looking character that i i think actually looks really awesome and like an anime style of traditional mm -hmm. stuff but if you made him hyper realistic like i i think people would be fairly uncomfortable just watching him fight um that might fit necro players pretty darn well because that's kind of how they do their things but um i you know it's yeah he's kind of a dicey looking character if he's very realistic mm -hmm. okay so the uh number three on the list is fong i was on the fence hmm. a little bit about fong 
But when it comes down to it, it's it's kind of his his extremely long shape and like everything about him from his fingers to his face. It's it's all it's themed in, in a very correct way and he, because indeed he moves sort of like a snake at times with his poison or, or venom, I think is would be more accurate. Right. But any either way, um, you know, he I just I, I can't see him in, in, in real life. I can see him again, like toned down and and a really cool looking like assassin fong character like with his facial hair and you know the glasses and such um but if you were going to be true to his design as we know him in street fighter 5 he's he's like really long and thin in a way that i i i don't see it what do you think yeah well his movements would be really uncomfortable like he would move in such a way that would be very unnatural like almost to the point where you think he's like an alien or not human or some kind of weird thing because i think he's like seven foot tall and, yeah. and just lanky as all can be and, and so like him going through his movesets and other stuff like in a realistic way that'd be very hard to design and not you know not just make people do triple takes when they're trying to look at it and see what he's trying to do there <laughs> yeah. uh it, it just it would be very 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 unnatural mm -hmm. and and again i gotta say it's not to say that you couldn't make you know, a more realistic, uh, but still a cartoon essence of these characters and, and make that look good. Maybe another way of saying that would be just like a more detailed version of what we've already got, but it's more like, uh, you know, can, can you make them into this more realistic and, and like, they look like a person that, uh, you know, you'd run into and, and anyways, um, the number two character on the list is Seth. Seth is, uh, well, a robot, first of all, and, and has been both kind of like a, well, a masculine, but <laughs> there's not much to him, uh, kind of like a blank slate, just gray, well, humanoid-looking character, and then similar but evolved into like an imitation of Jury in Street Fighter V, where it just kind of has like the outline of breasts and long hair and, and uh, different eyes. Uh, same voice, though, and maybe a little smaller in stature. But um, Seth just again he would immediately be scary and i think that like like dalsim like um you know some of the other characters we've talked about he would be good for you know a mortal Kombat style game and you could make that character uh look particularly creepy but um with what they're trying to do with what we've seen in street fighter 6 so far it doesn't compute for me hmm yeah that one doesn't strike me as much uh because again i think it's because it's a robot like uh humans in realistic styles like it tends to to be a little bit more um weird for me um but you know seth since he's a robot he she they them whatever uh whatever gender they they randomly assign to him um it, it doesn't seem to to irk me as much like what what particularly like standout things do you think wouldn't translate super well well this actually ties into another thing that i'm sort of on the fence about and i think the community would be as well but um here's a question to that'll inform the rest of this does movement factor in here and by oh, yeah. that i mean like if you have a character that does like dragon ball z or like maximum spider uh, super movements like like um zeku's super right in street fighter 5 where he like zips around and it's a very anime kind of cartoon style movement are characters allowed to do that in a more realistic game or does that even that pull away from um because because Seth does that a lot like a lot of teleporting and sudden like anime movement and like a like hundred hand fists and things like that like like Chun-Li's lightning legs or or Honda's hundred hand slaps but Seth has two versions of of those kinds of moves and that also doesn't translate to realism to me but I'm I'm on the fence about whether or not people would accept that generally or if that would be a factor for them 
Yeah, it's going to be hard to pull off, I think, and make that look good. Um, and then, you know, Seth is a very powerful character, like very tall in stature and very, you know, other stuff. And so having them zip around the screen can also look very unnatural as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I can I can see the fit not being that great with her. Yeah, so that's sort of, I, I kind of, especially with that, maybe if, if we're not counting movement, then maybe Seth wouldn't be as big of a thing here, but we're going to say we're counting movement because Seth's on the list here. And um, finally, uh, my last one here is Oro. Just because Oro is really, really old, like over a hundred years old, and um, but he's, he's like a person disgusting as all hell on purpose. Like he's constantly picking his nose and doing other stuff. Like he has no boundaries whatsoever. That I know they covered him up have. in Street yeah. Fighter Five too. But w- could you actually see his stuff in Street Fighter Three when he was yeah, doing his crouching it, and like they just animated his. It's junk? like a single frame or a couple frames of animation. There's not, there's not a lot, but I it's mean, it's there. just a line between, I mean, that's all it is, but it's, you know, the implications there and they didn't More do than that a in line. Five. You got to give Oro some credit, man. It's not that small. Oh, but. does he have a wrinkle? <laughs> no, I mean, I meant like, there's just like a line to indicate a separation between genital A and B, you know, as, but that's not what's important. Important is I don't think that they would animate that into Street Fighter 6 either way. And I don't. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, he still is a character I wouldn't want to see. Um, there is a video going around recently, and I, I don't know the validity of it when it comes to numbers, but it's supposed to be a, well, a 109-year-old monk. And um, my wife was uh, scrolling Instagram or something, and I saw it on her phone. I was like, you know, I, I, and I double took, and I go, oh, that's, you know, because um, the, 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 the man looks like like a doll at first and then you see him move and you go whoa and and um but his you can see oro's skin is you know that's, that's kind of what they're going for they're like this guy's you know hundreds of years old or, or however and um i just i don't see it looking good I, that's another immediate horror kind of a thing so um it's going to be a nah for me dog yeah, I, I I don't think there's too many 130 year old people running around uh, out there. Uh, and then um, I think Oro, by the time Street Fighter Six rolls around, uh, one might be dead, and and then two, if he's not dead, he might be like 145 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, I don't think age has been particularly kind to Oro. Nar is a uh, junk. Um, so we'll we'll see how right. that goes goes, but. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just want to say, so that's my, that's my list here. And you'll notice Blanca isn't on it. I think Blanca is a character that should be addressed here. Uh, I've seen some really good, realistic Blanca art. And, and unlike most of these other characters, Blanca kind of has something of an advantage or something here in that there's, I don't know that there's as much of an expectation for, for realism, but like, because Blanca's sort of in, invented of his, like, he's just like a Capcom's monster what he might look like in real life i think there's a little bit more wiggle room something like that which is why i didn't put him on this list i think i i I just think capcom could do a really good job with blanca and i can see him in this you know re engine so that's why i didn't put him on there but uh yeah yeah, now let us know why you disagree wholeheartedly and (laughs) actually i wanted to add that that, um like video games are are very well known for their um uh graphical aesthetic appeals basically and Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you know everyone's got to be a supermodel or whatever and stuff to to be in these games it's just what will look good and be appealing to to viewers and i do think like you know characters as you mentioned like oro and others they actually look really good uh relatively speaking in their current iterations but the big difference here is again as you're saying when you go to hyper realism 
do they does that translate is that going to translate and it just in a lot of cases as you're outlining here it just doesn't so this is not about you know like body shaming or age shaming or anything like that it's just it's like what's going to be appealing for gamers so that they'll actually pick up and play these characters or buy them or do the other kind of stuff and if they're if they're grossing you out you know kind of thing that's that's probably not a good look uh and just certain designs that work well in anime just don't work with hyper realism so so there it is yep all right, all right. So <laughs> if everyone can cycle crush the like button right now, because after I omit, let's see if I can get this in frame here. After I omit your favorite player from this list, you're not going to want to do so. But John, I'm already mad. I know. I want to talk about the top six Street Fighter five players of all time currently so far. Uh, now we've got a whole nother, you know, probably about year uh, of this game in front of us uh, uh, being played highly competitively. We've got a whole nother set of balance here. Um, but this top six player list takes a look at the results, um, which you can view on the companion article here on Event Hubs. Um, and uh, some of these players here had close to 80 placings are more over the, this lifespan here. This is a, a six year span here that we're looking at. And um, uh, for, so from February 2016 to the date we recorded this, um, I've watched the vast majority of Street Fighter V tournaments that have taken place through the years, and this list is based on those placings, plus a perception of where I think the players fall at. I've watched a lot of tournament matches. Uh, not too many human beings can can claim they've watched more matches than me. I think uh, Majin Tension Hand, maybe, but not, I'm not even sure about that one for Street Fighter V, but for other games, he's got me beat. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this. At number six, I've got Fudo. This guy has one of the most impressive track records we've ever seen in a fighting game with almost 80 placements logged over six years. Fudo's traveled around the globe many times and he consistently gets some of the better placements you'll see in Street Fighter V, particularly at the second spot of all things. I was going to say uh, he's a big second placer, isn't he? He is. Uh, some of his notable second place finishes were three Topanga events, Evo Japan 2019, Tokyo Game Show 2018 and 17, Final Round 2017, and Evo 2016. This dude loves him some second place John, what do you think about Fudo here falling at number six, even though it would have been so much more poetic if I put him at number two? Right. <laughs> I, I, with how consistently Fudo has been there, I think he can be in this conversation. It's hard to say, like, who are we kicking Fudo out for? I mean, who are we kicking out for Fudo? That might be, you know, I, I might want to revamp my, my, my argument here, but yeah, so far Fudo, hey, there's an argument for him in the top five, top six. I, I'm, I'm okay with it so far. Uh, because he's always right there and, and he just hasn't been able to make it come together for like that number, you know, the, the win. I think he, what he had like three tournament wins and all of this so far, something like that, um, which is like actually kind of impressive <laughs> considering how close he gets to it uh, so consistently. But yeah, I'm okay with it. Fudo. Yeah. Yeah. Fudo had three tournament wins, as you mentioned there uh, um, overall. And uh, it's that's again, he's really known for the second place finishes. But actually, there's another player on our list who's further up who had even more second place finishes than Fudo did, which is actually shocking. Um, but yeah, uh, he's really good at getting second place. But moving on to number five, we've got Fujimura also known as Yukadon, which was apparently uh, not a PC term in Japan. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I probably don't want to Google it because Lord knows what I would see. But we're going to go with Fujimura here for this list. Um, and 
if we did this list a year or two ago, he definitely would have placed higher than five overall. Mm-hmm. This is one of the more dominant performances we've ever seen from a player in any game, actually. Um, he had a ridiculous amount of first place finishes, 15 altogether. But what really held him back is sometimes right after he got first, he got 33rd at the next tournament. And that is one of the big problems here with him. And, he spent and, all his mana. He would do that. He'd yep. spend all his mana and it'd be amazing. And then he, he had to take a couple couple tournaments off. Also, he played a Buki, who's known for robbing people hardcore and then also getting robbed because it's like, oh, I play a super topsy-turvy character and I'm going to rob the hell out of you. Oh, crap, I got knocked on my back. Now I'm dead. So <laughs> that's kind of Fujimura in, in general. Uh, some people would argue that that Fudo deserves actually to be above Fujimura. But the thing about it is, is his first place finishes. Um, he won a bunch of tournaments during Street Fighter V's lifespan. And even though he's not the player he used to be in the game right now, his track record is still among the best we've ever seen. Uh, Fujimura's notable finishes include first at Red Bull Kumite, uh, 2019, 2018, Southeast Asia Major, 2019, Topanga League 2018, CEO 2018, and then the SoCal Regionals 2017. Recent results really weighed on me here uh, in terms of just putting uh, Fujimura at number five, um, but I also still heavily consider just how great he has been in Street Fighter V's lifespan. So number five, I feel, is a very fair spot for him. I thought this is going to be controversial, this pick, I think, because yes, Fujimura has fallen out of the public spotlight. He hasn't been doing as well. In fact, I think he got nerfed along with Ibuki, which tells me that he was doing very good or doing very well at taking advantage of her very strong abilities. And he was doing that the best out of everybody, better than Shen. Um, And when Fujimura was on, on the days where he was in the zone, he was the best player in the world. No one could come against him with anything that I've seen. Um, he was just taking full advantage, and it was more than just Ibuki mix-ups that he was doing it with, although he absolutely had those. But he was confirming everything. He was playing optimally. He's one of the players that in Japan is known as the machine. The Japanese call him the machine. There's a reason for that. Now, we haven't seen anything from him as far as I know. Um, it's, it's been it's been bright enough to come up to you know the the top of social media and such in more recent times after Nabuki after Ibuki got her big nerf. So I think that counts against him a lot. But the fact that when he was on those roles, he was the best player in the world. Um, I don't think anyone could have beaten him during those like top eight runs and during those weekends. But he just can't he he can't keep that on all the time, and that's really counting against him here. So. Next at number four, we have Daigo Umahara. And some people might feel this is too low for the beast, but the bottom line is his performance in Street Fighter V hasn't been consistently great compared to the other players who finished above him. Daigo has 12 first place finishes, and these didn't happen at big time events like Capcom Cup, Evo, or CEO. That is a big differential here. He's got the tournament wins, but when he got those, those are at smaller events. But what really put Daigo up here at number four, though, is the sheer amount of results that he has as over 80 placements through six years. Um, and, and Daigo is also winning tournaments as recently, recency bias here, uh, as recently as 2021, taking first place in the CPT 2021 Japan 3 event. Boy, is that a mouthful. John, I, I can see a visceral reaction from you about having Daigo at number four. What do you think? Where do you think I would put him? You? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where would you put him? I don't think he'd be on this list for me. Wow. I think Daigo is wow. a great player. Um, I think Daigo does some really cool individual spotlight moment stuff in Street Fighter V. I think you see glimpses of Daigo's 
amazing ability and insight um, in flashes in Street Fighter V. And and sometimes it's only like a little bit in a single round, you know, in a, in a set that he ultimately loses. He's won some tournaments, yes. And he's done things like when he destroyed Tokido at uh, Kimono Michi 2. Like he's got some stuff that he's done. But I don't think that Daigo's track record in this game has been as impressive as others. I don't think that he's been a tour de def- like like he hasn't been the force to be reckoned with um, that that other players have been. Um, he's a really good fundamental Street Fighter player. I just don't. I think that there are others that have done it um, that have been stronger than he has and and maybe he has he doesn't he does have consistency here but the consistency is like as i look down his results and such it's a lot of 33rds and 17s that's, and you know yeah that, that's 49s and yeah, capcom cup 2018 he goes oh and two but he comes right back a handful of months later at the mix-up and gets second place and, and that's kind of what daigo is he's very kind of up and down here and, and i thought about putting him up higher especially because of recent performances because he's been getting first place at a number of events in recent times and, and it's like okay daigo coming into capcom cup like if we had a legitimate capcom cup here this year people were going like hey daigo's got a shot at this one daigo always has a shot like daigo has yeah. earned that in everyone's heart every single tournament he goes to like yeah oh, i wouldn't be surprised if daigo decided to turn it on this tournament and once in a while he does but not consistently enough yeah and, and that's where that's where daigo really uh has an issue is the consistency but the volume here that's where rory is truly impressive it's just like you look down the list and you're like man the, there's so many results here i just can't ignore and and they're good results it's like oh all the best players were there and daigo nearly beat all of them or, or he did beat all of them in some instances that's why i have him over fudo and fujimura because he's just he's got that edge over those players and it's like i'm looking over the list i'm trying to find other people who can consistently outperform daigo for results and just kind of overall and it, there's not many there's a handful or there's three actually in particular um but but that's where i, I settled at with daigo but yeah I, I i see your point it's interesting you would not have him in there who would you have had instead of Daigo? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, we have to see what the rest of the list is here. Oh, okay. Right, disagree, fair enough. Right, we'll I'll, I'll throw out some people at the end if, if I would have had others on there. Fair enough. Number three, Idom. This might feel too low for people who think he is currently the best player on the planet, but the main thing keeping him from a higher placement is the lack of results compared with everyone else. While other competitors have about 80 placements on here, which we've been talking about, Idom has 35. 35 and, and now that, that i would i would love if i had 35 placements like idom right but on that alone you might be wondering how he got to third but if you take a look at the results of the tournaments he did enter you're going to see he basically refuses to place outside of the top eight mm-hmm. uh, out of his 35 placements he had four which were not in the top eight which is flat out bonkers and that's not even recent results either because like people think of idom as kind of like a recent like oh you know he's just amazing like recently and stuff like that no 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 this these results date back to 2016 idom just does not travel that much and it's when idom enters an event he places damn high and it's a shock when he does not um he's also maybe the most dominant player in the game currently and that boosted his eyes quite a bit or boosted his stock in my eyes quite a bit um and he's just about as clutch as it gets when he enters he is going to perform at one of the highest levels we've ever seen from a fighting game player just it's the only thing holding him back from being higher was just the other p- people on the list just have way better results than him. Is, he just does not have enough. 
Yeah, his intuition for Street Fighter V, and that's, as I as I consider this whole topic, that's one of the most important things for me um, in ranking here, is that he, his intuition for Street Fighter V is very, very strong. And you see that because, one, he takes a character like Laura, who who is widely based on reads, uh, or you need good reads in, in her gameplay in order to take her far. Nobody else does what Idom does with Laura. She's extremely powerful, but you gotta know what's, you gotta be in your opponent's head, and he's able to do that so consistently and then he plays a character who's very very different from laura and still has the end with in poison and still is able to um like his poison's just as if not scarier you know like and it depends on the day so he's got two incredibly powerful tools he's incredibly proficient with both of them and yeah i just i haven't seen results long enough you know he kind of splashed onto the scene and went straight to the top but then if you have somebody else like you know punk who's been do- he did the same but he's been doing it for a little bit longer here then yeah put him higher yeah. so uh, the thing about item that gives him to number three is his sig- signature wins have been big time uh one capcom cup 2019 evo 2021 uh the north american portion of it uh north american east the intel world open finals and then a handful of cpt events um anyone who tells me that item is actually number one here not number three they have a good argument. I, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, like, yeah, there's no way. If he maintains, he yeah. yeah. If he maintains, yeah, he, then yeah, number one. But he just hasn't had enough time and other people have had the advantage over him of, of being a, like traveling more for a longer time. So yeah, it's a, like Fudo uh, has traveled way more than Idom has and Fudo's like several spots below him. That's how good I think of Idom. Like uh, it, it's, if Fudo, it just does not have the placements that Idom has and he's just so crazy, um, so damn good. Um, so I want to see Idom travel a little bit more, uh, but still the, the third best player in Street Fighter five ever is an incredibly impressive thing so mm-hmm. next up we have Tokido at number two uh Tokido has actually fallen off a bit in recent times because the bed of money that he sleeps on every night from his Street Fighter 5 tournament winnings has apparently gotten slightly uncomfortable for him he had a ridiculous 17 first place finishes and 19 second place spots and these were big time signature events as well, like Capcom Cup 2017, Evo 2018 and 17, CEO 2016, the Intel World Open Finals, the Penga Championship 2021, 2020, the Tokyo Game Show 2018, E League 2018, and final round 2018 and 2016, among many others. There's a bunch Hot more. I can even damn. list them all. That that's how many he has. You talk Tokido. about Idom as a shoe in for top eight when he joins the tournament. Tokido's a shoe in for grand finals, is what you're telling me. It's it depends on on that it, it it in in the past time now if you're talking from 2017 to 2018, heck yeah, there mm. are so many tournament wins from this guy and a lot of high placements. He was the most dominant player from that span from 2017 to 2018 easily. Like he just no one was touching this guy and and what he was doing, uh, and he performed insanely well on the biggest of stages under the most trying of circumstances. Like it, it, it's it's pretty crazy. He's not number one on the list. It, it, it's it's like oh my gosh, like like how you know kind of thing. Um, it it because it, of twenty twenty one. That's why. Yeah, it's but he's fallen off. He he's he's like I said that bed of money he sleeps on is just it's not going. So, um, uh, but when the stakes are high, he rises up to the, equa- uh, the equation uh, occasion. I should say the equation maybe if he's doing some math. But um, anyway, John, what do you think of Tokido at number two? Yeah, I, I agree here. Um, he was number one if you asked me maybe a year or two ago, um, depending. And actually, well, I don't want to get too far into that. But uh, yeah, I, I think 
I think because of 2021, he moved over to Urien, who I do think is, is arguably the best character in the game. And, um, you know, Akuma fell off from where he was down and said, like, maybe the top 10 or just outside the top 10, depending on who you ask. And apparently that was a big deal for Tokido. He was really good with Ryu in the early days before there was an Akuma in the game. But so were a lot of other people. And like he was up there with the best of them. But he rode top tier Ryu for a while. And then he rode top tier Akuma for a while. And now he's trying to ride top tier Yurian. And it hasn't been working out for him apparently. And actually... That that Tokido is a gigantic tier whore. No way, no way. This guy yeah. never plays top tier. <laughs> that's, well, that's and he backs it up. Plays. You know, yeah. the guy is so he, disciplined, he is. and and you can yeah. see it in his gameplay. You see his into it. it I don't know if um, if Tokido has intuition in the way that you know, say an Idom would, but Tokido has hard freaking work, and you see that coming out of his play. You see him learn a character, and you see him like it express understanding of just the tiniest nuances of any matchup and just knowing and, and such. Oh, but I am so impressed in a bad way that he hasn't been able to make things work with Urian. And maybe it's just not this, his type of character. Maybe he needs a Shoto in some respects or something. But um, I, the fact that he hasn't been able to make Urian work in 2021 does count against him. It's like that was a big jump to go over from Akuma and uh, and the fact that it didn't work out. Meh. Yeah, it's uh, um, he is... He's maybe the biggest tier whore in all the fighting games in terms of top players. Um, he is, he only plays top tier. And, you know, it's Akuma is a signature character. Usually Akuma is like, you know, great and stuff like that. But Akuma, uh, just, you know, what is he like a top 15 character, maybe top 10 character in this game right now, somewhere around there. He's not high tier enough for Tokido's taste. He had to go to someone even better with Yurian. And that, that's, this is just what he does. And, you know, hey, props to him. You get to second, like all time Street Fighter Five player. You're doing a lot of stuff right. So, mm-hmm. and he might come back this year. Yep, might might do it. Uh, bet of money might be drying up there at some, some point in time. You got to get some more. So, uh, at number one, Punk John, breaking news: Punk is extremely good at fighting games. I don't know if you knew that, but he has hands down the most first place finishes with twenty nine. Twenty nine, while the previously mentioned Tokido has seventeen. That's getting close to double the amount of first place wins over one of the most dominant runs we've ever seen. A lot of these victories now, they, they came during the, the CPT premiere events like the Red Bull tournaments, um, final round, combo breaker, first attack, among many others. And his second place finishes have happened at even bigger events like Capcom Cup 2019, Evo 2021 in 2017 ceo 2021 in 2017 again and then the intel rolled open close qualifiers um he my goodness uh the biggest knock though on punk is you could argue that he's not as clutch as idom or tokido even for that matter and, and those guys go back and forth like uh with idom and punk they go back and forth in the sense they play with neither holding a clear advantage but the biggest knock on punk is just like how how is he number one if he's not as clutch as maybe some of the other people on the list but again it's just it's it, it's his consistency is blows everyone else out of the water it, it is just it's like this guy has been consistent for six years six years of dominant runs and incredible play and that is why he's number one and he plays the cast. He's obviously the best punk uh, when he's playing Karen, but he's been able to make it work not as well, but very well with a lot of other characters, which again, he's one of those Street Fighter Five intuition players. He has an understanding of the game on a level that most other people don't. I don't know who's got it better, a punk or item, um, but punk has more results and punk has been 
um, his his confirms are ridiculously impressive. You know, his his ability to perform uh, when he first emerged, he kind of like splashed at the end of uh, season one at was it the Red Bull. Uh, North American finals and we were like well this kid's you know doing something and then he comes back and and wins like a handful of CPT events against on the world stage against the Japanese players and and ever since then he's just been he's had some off times but most of the time punk's like the one to to and he he hasn't won an Evo and he hasn't won a Capcom Cup and that does count against them but like on any given day it's it's like are you ever going to bet against punk and feel okay about it I mean, that might be true for Tokido. I don't think anybody else on this list um, necessarily qualifies for that, but maybe I don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that Punk deserves to be number one here. Yeah, he had a run in 2016 and 2017 where he placed first or second in 15 out of 18 events, which is freaking ridiculous. Those other three placements he had were third, seventh, and 25th. Um, and, and it's just, it's like, oh my gosh, and it, 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 how? How did you do that? And you meant, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. It's a, you, you mentioned that he you know took off of Street Fighter Five. That's where he got on a lot of people's radars. But he actually came in at the end of Street Fighter Four and was starting to do some impressive stuff right as Street Fighter Four was on his way out. And a lot of people weren't taking notice. So he's been around for a while. And then, of course, he plays a bunch of games and he does well in pretty much every single one of them. Um, he is by far the most consistent Street Fighter Five player on this list just by beating the field in a highly competitive game. Uh, and he doesn't win every time out. Uh, but if I was a betting man, I'd place my cash on Punk to emerge victorious more often than any other player in this game. He's just incredible. I remember playing him uh, at the end of, well, sometime near the end of Street Fighter 4 at a, at a hotel room just before he was anyone. He was just kind of known as a not very um, uh, a rage quitty online Ken at the time. And he, we were doing like money matches uh, in, a, in a hotel room. And he was, you know, he's really young at the time. I don't know how old he was, but he's, you know, 10 years ago probably. And uh He's only like what twenty three or four now, so who knows? But so he, uh, okay, <laughs> probably like like around wow. those Holy kinds crap. of ages. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. off the top of my head, yeah. but like thirteen, fifteen, who knows? Um, but anyways, he was you know he's really quiet and just like trying to kind of break into the scene and um and he was surprising everyone. Everyone was like, oh, free money, you know? And he was surprising everybody. Uh, I did not lose that money match, but uh, I was like he he took way more rounds than I expected him to, and you could see his potential even then. And he's just man, he clicked with Street Fighter Five. So, yeah. um, but I do have some uh, a gripe with your list or two. Go for it. One, uh, this list I think is wrong, and and I you know I know it's subjective, I know it's opinion, but I, I without Problem X on this list, I don't think that it's uh, it is accurate. Hmm. He's got an Evo under his belt. He's got a Red Bull Kumite under his belt. He's uh, consistently places in Capcom Cup very high. Uh, you know, he's no, one he of those people not. that you can't. That no, no, no. Can't. He does not place in Capcom Cup consistently high. He he's had I, he's had bad performances in there. He's he's he has a few good placements in there. The problem with with Problem X is he doesn't travel. So it, it's a, what you can say about Idom, like it's magnified probably two or three X with, with Problem X because he does not travel enough. That's the biggest issue with him. But I believe he went 0 and 2 at one of the Capcom Cups. Like it, it's uh, I got 25th. I, I'd have to look it up here offhand um, to see which one it is. But um, I, it, it's he's had some bad placements at Capcom Cup. Yeah, I would place Problem X over Daigo. Um, I'd mm. place him over Fudo. Uh, and I would place him over Fujimura, maybe not two years ago, but now I would place him over Fujimura. 
So uh, and, and now then I getting think you have an argument, but yeah, life lifetime. It's again the the biggest thing about uh, Benjamin uh, Problem X is again great player, but he just does not travel as much as these other players. And, and it's like I, I had to look at longevity over this. To me, that was very that was more important. But yeah, mm. so I I think I'd put Problem X maybe around third or fourth um, mm. on my list. But um, the other player that uh, the first you popped into my mind was Infiltration. But I don't think he has enough representation because, of course, he wasn't playing for a, a year or two just outright because of the whole scandal thing. And then um, he has kind of come back, but then there's COVID. And so he hasn't had a chance to have much of a presence. Like when he tries, it's like his Luke's already looking ridiculous and such. And yeah. when he does play, he, he places. And the guy's just his intuition for vid, for fighting games in general is amazing. And when he was playing in, in 2016, he was absolutely the best um, uh, but he just, I guess he doesn't have enough, uh, enough presence to, um, to really make that argument. I think if he were though, like just, I trust in infiltrations abilities enough to say that I still think he's probably one of the absolute best, but you're, he doesn't have the resume because of uh, absence from tournaments. Um, and then I think the same well, goes uh, before for, like, you move on for infiltration, he actually had one of the more dominant runs we've ever seen right with Tokido and punk. Uh, and right around, you know, uh, he's kind of started off just being like really high end and just doing amazing stuff. And then, you know, a bunch of other stuff happened and he kind of fell off. And he he definitely was a consideration for the list. And I looked at him fairly closely. But uh, but there it is. Yeah. So um, but and I, I, I can see an argument for him not to be here. Uh, so fair enough. But yeah, otherwise, I think it's pretty good. But yeah, you got a problem X on there right now. Yeah, uh, Problem X, just to, to recap real quick, ninth at uh, uh, Capcom Cup 2019, which, you know, that's a decent play placement. Uh, same thing at 2018 and 7th uh, at 2017. And then I believe he went 0-2 uh, at 2016. So it, it's, you know, those are those are decent placements, but they're like, you know, comparatively to the other characters and stuff up there, that's really the biggest thing. It's like I, I, he's got that Evo win, you know, big props to him. Um, but I think it's like Mike Ross who said like afterwards is like he got that Evo win and then he went and placed like 33rd at the event afterwards. And it's like, yeah, he plays Bison. Uh, he gets pieced out. It's just, but the biggest thing is like, man, you, you've got to travel more. If you want to be up here this far, you have to travel. And, and Idom is the exception because Idom's been so dominant. It's like a, there's no one that's been as dominant as Idom when he does show up. Um, and, and that's how come Idom got in there. But yeah, uh, but anyway, I mean, hey, he, he recently won a Red Bull Kumite with Punk and Idom in it. And a Kumite is like, yeah. you're in there with a top eight style like top eight players from the start you play all of them at least in your pool and then in the second phase and you know you have to be consistent against those type of players he's won evo which is a totally different format and he's won red bull kumite hot damn yeah yeah no it's um you know what uh that's my opinion and that's your opinion john but now we want to hear from the listeners down below tell Ooh. us how bad we suck and our opinions are our list your own top six in there however you want to do this we're good with either way um you know it's it's all opinion no one's you know this is not an actual thing you're, you're taking the list you're taking all this kind of stuff and you're, you're formulating how you feel about it that's the most important part and we're curious where everyone stacks up in that regard you know do you think characters um if you use a high tier character uh like you know akuma or yurian or karen or guile or whatever does that kind of push you down the list a little bit in terms of your accomplishments and does that make someone like idom who doesn't necessarily always use high tier does that boost them up a bit all that stuff is up for debate just hit us up in the comments below and let us know what you think all right y'all that's gonna be us up for this week of the event podcast once again thank you all so much for listening and be back with you soon and i'll right. see you later
yeah see you later <laughs> i think i said podcast too maybe i, I i'll beep it out again. okay <laughs>